Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everybody? It's a Monday morning. Listen, Molly's already annoying all of us, bossing us around, and they ain't even start yet. Rex Ryan, the coach, I mean, he's in the house. He's ready to go. I was getting ready to applaud my brother Shannon Sharp. What the hell is that blazer? I, I, I. I mean, are you going? I mean, what? We got to talk about that blazer right there. We got to talk about that blazer right there, Shannon. We got a whole bunch of football to get into. Miami and Philly, obviously Cleveland. We're looking at Detroit. They stunk up the joint, Shannon. Anything else on your mind other than that damn blazer? Other than that you damn know, blazer? I got, I got an appointment after hours, so I figured I would dress appropriately. Early. As you said to Molly last week. Ooh. <laughs> First takes in the house. Let's roll. Why am I catching? Number one on my list. I got to give it to them, y'all. Don't do Here it. Here it is. Don't do Here it. it. Oh, the no, Detroit Lions. Here's Lamar back in the 15. Lost one. End zone for the touchdown. And the Ravens keep firing on all cylinders. Goff takes a deep shot. Down the middle. Intercepted. Wow, what a statement made by the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we all get humbled sometimes. You know what it is. Good morning. Welcome into First Take. Thank you for being with us. Shannon Sharp from the West Coast, dressed to impress. Hello, sir. Looking forward to seeing you in person soon. Sexy Rexy, bringing his A-game per usual, warmed up on Get Up. Yeah, and I'm struggling with my Lions also. <laughs> they let us down. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I picked How are we the doing, Ravens. Big with, Steve? I'm doing all right. They got beat you know down. What, what, what is it? I'm Big Steve or Slim Shady? Which one is it, Molly? Slim Wood? Shady. Which one is it? You know <laughs> emphasis on the Shady. You know what? <laughs> I say, I'd say emphasis on the Slim myself. No, you are you Slim. Know, you, you're it, getting in cool. great shape. It's all good. You it's all good. Are. You want to do it. this? All right. So, fellas, we all circled this one, right? Lamar and the Ravens facing Jared Goff and the Lions. Baltimore destroyed NFC contenders. Detroit 38 to 6. Coach Campbell, what's the positive in this? You don't want these to happen, but it, when it does, it recenters you, it refocuses you, and and uh, and that's all I know. Um, I don't want it to happen. Nobody wants to happen. Nobody likes to look over there and watch them having a great time because they kicked our ass. Nobody thinks that's fun, but but I know that motivates me for next week. It motivates our team. So. Um, I know that you'll you'll do any and everything you can not to have that feeling again. So that's all I mean by that. When we're doing what we're supposed to, what we're supposed to do, like I always say, that's out the limit for us, and we just showed a glimpse today, I believe. All right, Club Shay Shay, starting with you. What statement did the Ravens make? Talk to me. Well, I think it, it showed what type of team they can be, and this is the level of expectation. You heard what Lamar said. This is what it, this is how it should be. This is what is expected of us. And we hold Lamar. Do you guys realize? I don't know if you realize this, Rex and Stephen A. That Lamar Jackson is one of three men that currently have an MVP in this league: Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Three guys of all the players, that 1,500 players, have an MVP. So we have to judge him. We have to critique him to the highest standard. And when he plays last week, they lost the game. The Ravens was one for six in the red zone. Guess what they were this week? 
five or six. I talked about Lamar Jackson. You've got to do a better job of holding on to the football, the interceptions, the fumble. Guess how many turnovers he had yesterday? None. And when he plays a clean game, I'm not expecting him to go past for 357. But I can't. I don't think it's a bit much to ask to him to play a clean ball game. Take care of the football. He did a great job of distributing the football. I think nine, ten different guys caught passes yesterday. Mark Andrews was sensational. Zay Flowers was good. Nelson Aguilar, Richard, the fullback. They played a complete ball game. And when they play a complete ball game, get out of their own way. This is what they're capable of. It showed me the Lions, Stephen A. last week was number one on your power ranking, a team that was a top, uh, a top five team in everybody's power ranking, and they took them apart. This is the Ravens that we expected to see in mm -hmm. Todd Munkin. And for me, for the first time, I saw what this offense could be when Lamar Jackson is playing Lamar Jackson-style football. I feel you on that, Shannon Sharp, but I mean, you know, it's a certain thing. When you, when you beat a team, that's fine. When you whip their ass, it's a different animal <laughs> altogether, okay? You're the Detroit Lions. You came in as a top-seven defense, number one against the rush, okay? You get into the red zone twice, one time, okay? You give you down by 28 points, 35 points, 35 to nothing, touchdown, 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 touchdown. I mean, Lamar Jackson just put on an absolute show. But that doesn't excuse what we saw from the Detroit Lions. I had them as – I mean, you talk about a team that won four straight by at least 14 points, and then you go to Baltimore and you stink up the joint. Now, if it had been somewhat of a shootout, but ultimately Baltimore had pulled away, if Baltimore had won the game, and let's say, for example, it was respectable, but then in the fourth quarter they pulled away and they won like 38-21 or something like that, I'd get you. But – they were down 28 to nothing before we had an opportunity to take a lunch break, for crying out loud. Yeah. It was that damn bad. And I'm just looking at some of these numbers here, okay? Just so you know, 0-1 in the red zone, Coach. This was, We had Jared Goff sacked five times. We caught for an intentional grounding once and threw several other passes into the turf, by the way. You got Monk and you brought him up, right? This is the Baltimore Ravens. Ten plays of 20 or more yards on Sunday, the most by any team in the NFL this season. We got to take into account they managed 38 points over 500 yards of offense on only 55 plays, 9.1 yards per play. Shannon, I get what you're saying. I really, really do. The Baltimore Ravens are a team to be reckoned with. We need to elevate their, our level of respect and, mm -hmm. and, and, and recognize them as the threat that they are, Coach. But in the same breath, I mean, damn. One team clearly did not show up because I don't give a damn how great the Ravens are. You're not supposed to show up like this if you're the Lions. Not like this. Yeah, and I, I, I totally get it. But I also get where Dan Campbell's coming from, all right? And right. Because, look, the three out of their last four games were on the road, okay? So I'm not surprised that Baltimore won the game. I am surprised by the level of dominance, okay? It looked like, you know – they could have stayed out there forever and never been stopped. Right. Uh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, are we getting our money's worth right now? No, no question. No yeah. question, right? That was something that I always said. They're well, getting their we, money's we, worth. Should yeah, we perfect. officially retire that question, yes. Rex Ryan? What's the yes, date today? Yes, we should. October 23rd, we're going to retire Let's the question. Let's please do. And I'm going to even say, because when we were – Retire we were, the question, is Lamar Jackson worth the money? Okay. Because I think he is – because in all fairness, when we, when we said it, he was coming off a game where they had eight drops and three of those drops were touchdowns. This team could very easily be 6-0, and oh, all right, or undefeated right now, the Ravens. Yeah. However, Detroit, this is a sign of – yeah, it's just one game. I think they're going to come back. You're going to, two things are going to happen. You're going to get beat again next week, 
or you're going to bounce back. I truly believe this team will bounce back. And I think they'll bounce back in a big, in a big way. Shannon, myself, we've all had our butts kicked. All right? It's how you come back from it. And this could be a learning thing. What they need to learn from this is you're not as good as you think you are. The other thing is you only have one guy that can rush the passer. That's concerning to me. we got a trade deadline coming up. Are the Lions going to be active? If you really want to compete for it all, we need to rush the passer better. There were times in that game, Lamar Jackson had nine seconds in the red zone, for goodness yeah. sakes, to throw the yeah. football. Oh, yeah. One touchdown, right. he had ten seconds, they, before, he, yeah. had 10 seconds yeah. before he threw a touchdown. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, no. I don't no. think I've ever seen that. Right. So, to me, look, Lamar was incredible. I love the game plan by Munkin. What did he do? The first thing, get, get them on their heels, how we do it. Move the pocket, run boots, all that stuff. They had no answer for it. And then to sit back and throw the ball down the field was absolutely tremendous to me. So I, I just think it was a great game plan by the Ravens. They were way more the physical team, which doesn't happen right. against Detroit much. And so to me, I think it's a learning thing from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not overreacting by it. I think they'll still be in the top five. Go ahead, go ahead Shannon. Go ahead, Shannon. Think about how many times we saw them leak the back, leak the fullback, oh. leak the tight end out the right side, and all of a sudden you're picking up 20, 30, 40 yards, even scoring a touchdown. But, guys, here's the thing. The thing that's unique about sports is unlike any other job, any other job you're graded on an annual basis. Okay, you have your annual review. That's not how it works in pro sports, especially football. You're graded on a weekly basis. And I tell people all the time, you must update that resume on a weekly basis. So if Lamar Jackson plays bad, think about if they had gotten out of their own way against Pittsburgh, they had Pittsburgh, what, it was 10 nothing at one point in time, going up and down the field. And then you're right, you get a drop here. But then all of a sudden you get a strip sack. All of a sudden you get a fumble over here. And all of a sudden you throw a pick over there. And now all of a sudden, a team that you're better than and you're moving up and down the field, you either fall stoop to their level of play or your turnovers raise them up to your level of play. So we've got to judge Lamar just like we would have Aaron Rodgers, just like we would have Patrick Mahomes, because that's the level of greatness that he's shown. He is an MVP. He won a unanimous MVP in the history of the NFL. Only two men can only say that. He and Tom Brady. So I'm not going to judge him like I judge a Josh Allen. I'm not going to judge him like I judge a Justin Herbert because he's on a level and shown that he should be graded harsher. Well, let me say this to you. Number one, evidently, I, I, you know, despite the fact that I never dreamed, never thought about, never wanted to put on a helmet and pass and all that <laughs> stuff, evidently I must have been an NFL player without knowing it because I get judged on a weekly basis. His boss is Dave daily. Roberts. And, so, uh, daily, if not we, we daily. Boss daily is Dave Roberts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't, ain't wait no year. Ain't no annual evaluation. Not with that brother as my boss. That's number one. Number two, I want to say this, too. We got to be real about this with Lamar Jackson. Every point you made is absolutely right, Shannon, but there's another nugget. We also have to judge him by history. The reality is he's been in the league. He's got one playoff victory. Mm -hmm. That one playoff victory was against Ryan Tannehill. So when we talk about Lamar Jackson, because of the level of greatness that you're talking about, because of the near-perfect passer rating yesterday afternoon, because of the fact that he's got a league-high six games this year with a completion percentage of 70% or better, they're 5-2, and they could easily be 7-0. and We get all of that. When you see the level of greatness, Lamar Jackson has to make sure, because we all know he's worth his money because he's box office. You walk through the turnstiles to see him. So I don't know what this debate was about whether or not he's worth his money. Of course he's worth his money. But you still are looking for him based on what you and Shannon articulated and highlighted. At some point when it really, really counts, and we know that means the playoffs, 
Correct. You got to be that dude then too. Yeah. You can't do this during the regular season. And then, even though he was hurt the last two years, we missed the last two regular seasons. We got all that 11 games we missed over the last two years, last five games each of the last two seasons. The bottom line is you still have to show up in the postseason. When you're that great, we don't want to see you home in January watching the playoffs with the rest of us. We expect to see you. Let Patrick Mahomes send you home. Let that happen. Right. You can live with it. Same thing I said about Aaron Rodgers. Let Patrick Mahomes send Aaron Rodgers home. Let Patrick Mahomes send a Josh Allen home. But when you see these elite quarterbacks, if somebody like that ain't the one sending you home, we're asking, why the hell are you home? And that's what it is. Yeah, and but you just said it. He wasn't available the last two years. Right. All right. That I mean, he got hurt. That, that happens. All right. I'm going to look at this. By the way, he's 16-1 against NFC teams. So that's another nugget we can yep. say about him. Uh, He's not the same guy he was when he was younger in those playoff games. Mm -hmm. This guy is a much better passer. Right. And yeah. this thing yes, is, is set up more for his overall skill sets. Mm -hmm. When he first got in the league in those playoff games, it was all run. And it was using Lamar as an, as, as an athlete. Now he's a complete quarterback, not just a great athlete, one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen at that spot, but also a great passer. Reminds me a little bit of Steve Young when it came back into the fact, remember, he was a great athlete first. Well, he became a yeah. great passer. Right. I'm seeing that out of Lamar Jackson. So, to me, when he gets in those playoffs, you better be a Patrick Mahomes or you're not sending him home. Mm -hmm. right. And, and the that's the thing. The thing, guys, is that he had success so early. Remember, he's one of a handful of guys in the second year full starting win the MVP. We saw Dan Marino do that in his second year. Patrick Mahomes do it in his second year. And then Lamar Jackson follows it up with an MVP. So the criticism and the critique of him is going to be a little harsher because he had success early. And it's like, okay, Lamar, you've won an MVP. You've had individual success. Now it's time for you to put this team on your back. And he has the weapons around him. They can run the football with Gus Edwards and Hill. Lamar Jackson sprinkled in, and they got receivers outside. All, always, Mark Andrews is going to be his most trusted and reliable receiver. But they've got guys on the outside that can make plays. It's just consistency. That's what it's about. It's consistency. I go to any chain restaurant, and I know what the food's going to be like. I go to McDonald's. I go to Mastro's. I go to Del Frisco's. I, they sell me consistency. And that's what I need Lamar Jackson to sell me, consistency. I need to Hold know on. week in and week in what I'm going to get. First of all, Shannon, love you. You know that, my brother. Stop yeah. lying to the public. You know good and damn well you don't go to no McDonald's. And sorry I, don't, I, I don't. I, 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 don't, like <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I had like eight cushions on my seat. <laughs> I got you. They must have thought I was I don't. I don't. But, but you know no matter where. If you go to McDonald's in, in L.A., you go to McDonald's in Atlanta, you go to McDonald's in Detroit, a Big Mac's going to taste the same. The Nuggets going to taste the same. You go to Mastro's, the Ocean Club, you go to Vegas, you go wherever. The food is going to taste the same. You Consistency. Hey, I, I Lamar Jackson, the, consistent. I, I think Lamar Jackson is always consistent. I don't think his teammates are. Mm. His wideouts no. are the ones that let him down. Man, he had eight drops in one game. Year. Like yeah. I'm saying, but, but, right. I want to see the consistency out of this football team, not just the quarterback. I think we get that from the quarterback. Right. Okay. we got to leave it there. On the other side, I Go do ahead. want to mention the Ravens lead the NFL in scoring defense. So want to get Rex good. out there. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Rex, great to have you with us. Thank great you having you. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. 
Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. This U.S. promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this summer with the hottest deals on tickets. And the best part, each purchase is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. The Eagles improved to 6-1 and one after taking down the Dolphins last night. Tyreek Hill had a solid game, hauling in a TD to go along with 88 receiving yards. But A.J. Brown stand out from last night. 137 receiving yards and a score for the Dolphins have now lost both of their games against winning teams, with each coming by at least two touchdowns. The five teams that Miami has beaten have a combined record of just 8-25, with none of them having more than two wins. You know what this reminds me of? Mad Dog on Wednesday, Stephen A. He said he had to see him play a team of this competition, and we saw what happened. So with that being said, Danny boy, how we feeling? How we doing? What's up, man? Good morning. Uh, was last night more about the Dolphins or the Eagles? It was more about the Dolphins. Uh, so first of all, I want to see how Mike McDaniel adjusts. This is the second time Miami has had a defense play in a certain way. We, we saw it in Buffalo when they didn't overreact to some of the motion and the formations that Miami is notorious for. They did a really good job of playing you know, top-down zone defense, not giving away a ton of yards after the catch. And this is the second time that defensively teams have played well against Miami. Also, that being said, I think there's a lot of good that Miami takes out of this football game. I, I, like, I don't want to say, again, Philadelphia played great. Miami gave this game away a little bit. First drive, they throw a touchdown pass, gets called back for holding. Tyreek Hill drops a touchdown, you know, that's going to be on third down, a walk-in touchdown. Those are two right there. They lose by 14 points. The, t- the interception in the red zone by Tua Tungavailoa that Darius Slay makes a great play on the football. Uh, you, you get that taken away, and Tua doesn't do that, and there's three more points. So there's a lot of good that you sit there and you're like, Miami, if we clean up some of those things and, and allow ourselves to play a little bit more efficiently, we can go play with anybody in the NFL and beat anybody in the NFL. But for me, it's the biggest thing of, like, when Mike McDaniel in this unbelievable offense has defenses or has a defense play a certain style that we've seen twice now, what adjustment does he make or get to to help them play a little bit more friendly? Because last night the story is third and long, third and long, third and long, third and long, and they're not built to play against anyone in that capacity. Go ahead, Shannon. Yeah. They, well, the thing is, is that 
I don't know how they had 10 penalties and the Eagles had zero penalties. Zero. But we'll, dis- we'll, we'll discuss that another day. What's concerning to me is these continuations of slow starts. And when they step up in level of competition, now we've seen the last couple of weeks, they play, they score 70 against the Broncos, and then they get, they get almost a 50-piece hung on them. They score 42 against Carolina, 31 against the Giants. And then if you look at it, D.O. and Stephen A., they only scored 10 points. The 17, the other seven right. came on a pick six. So that's concerning to me because someone's front line is putting pressure on Tua and forcing him. Like you said, he's not as athletic. He kind of reminds me of a, a smaller um, uh, Byron Leftwich, the way his mobility is. He doesn't move very well to be a small guy. You would think a guy his size, six foot, 5'11", would have a little bit more athleticism, a little more twitchy to him. He doesn't possess that. So that's concerning to me with the slow starts. Until until you 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 do something against these better teams, I don't know how serious we're supposed to take them, Dio, because we've seen them against two decent te- good teams, Buffalo and last night Philly, and it it didn't it didn't look good. It didn't go well, and then we see them against Lesser here, and it's a track meet up and down the field. So that's really concerning for me. Well, let me say this to you. I think both of you are being a little bit too hard on the Miami Dolphins right now. First of all, what I peeled away from it is I love the, the, the chemistry that seems to be elevating between Jalen Hurts and obviously A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is just that dude. He's something spectacular. Yes. You got to give him love and credit. Obviously, they can run the football to Swift and gain well coming out of the backfield. The Philadelphia Eagles can run the football, and obviously the offensive line is better than most. So we got to take that into consideration and recognize the fact that they did what we thought they were going to do. We didn't think they were going to wet the bed. But here's what I would take into consideration about the Miami Dolphins. Both of you know this better than me. Two offensive linemen, Armstead and center Connor Williams, they were out. You had left guard Isaiah Wynn. He got hurt on Miami's first drive, all right? Um, And he had to be replaced by a backup offensive lineman and Lester Cotton. So we got that to take into consideration because they came into the game averaging, what was it? The run game was at 181 yards rushing per game. Right. And last night, they only got 45. What have we marveled at watching the Miami Dolphins? We talked about Tyreek Hill. We talked about Jalen Waddle. We talked about Tua, who had only been pressured on 22% of his dropbacks this season. But the Philadelphia Eagles recognizing that your offensive line is compromised. They were coming for you anyway right. to begin with. But when you know that you're depleted at the offensive line spot, all of a sudden you're able to, to pressure Tua more. And clearly he couldn't do what we're accustomed to seeing him do. And we also have to ask the question. We might have to ask the question about how Tua responds to that pressure. But in the same breath, Mike McDaniel has been very adroit in making sure that the pressure is limited coming in his direction. They couldn't do that last night because you had so many dudes on the line of scrimmage out of work. So if they're out because of injuries, all right, that's compromised your running game. You got to step back to pass, and you're going up against Reddick and Cox and Graham and those brothers and Carr and those brothers. I mean, that's a tall task, and I thought Miami was still in this game. Totally. Like they, this is not the Buffalo game. This is not when they got no. bum-rushed and beat down and blown out of the building. Right. That was a game. Tyreek Hill doesn't drop that pass. That's what I'm saying. Okay, it's, it, 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 it changes the complexion of the game. So I'm not going to knock Miami – for this loss as much as I, would, I knocked them for the Buffalo loss is what I'm saying. That's where I'm coming from. I, I agree. And that's why I sit there and I say, I don't want to speak out both sides of my mouth. Like Philadelphia, good win. Sean Desai, their defensive coordinator, was awesome last night. And they followed that blueprint that Buffalo laid out a couple weeks ago. And it was and Hassan Reddick, I felt, was the best player on the field. But if you're Miami, you sit there and go, we have two touchdowns that we usually make basically taken away, one because of penalty, one because Tyreek's drop, and Tua throws a red zone interception, you walk away, I know you lose. I'm I'm aware of that. But you walk away going, if we kind of handle the things that we normally do, 
you feel really good about it. That being said, this is the second time. I love Mike McDaniel. I'm a massive fan of him. I think his offense is unbelievable. This is the second time that a defense has played in a certain way. Shannon, you know this. They're not overreacting to motion. They're just no. kind of standing there and just letting it happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're, uh, they're forcing – the, the defense, or they're forcing Miami to not get free yards or cheap yards or easy yards and just kind of be execution oriented. And when teams do that, they have been mortal on offense. They've been average on offense. That's what I want to see with Mike McDaniel. What is the evolution of this offense through this season as defenses start to try to copycat how they're going to play against that offense? That's the biggest takeaway I have from that game. But if you think about it, Stephen A. and D.O., I didn't think the Eagles played that well. They had 34 rushes for 99 yards. Okay, let's take those four push, uh, uh, tush push plays out of there that, in which they gained six yards. So now you're at about 30 carries for 92 yards. That's not the, that's not the uh, Philadelphia Eagles that we're used to seeing running the football with a Jalen Hurts, with a, Atwell, with a Gainwell, and with a, uh, a, a Swift. Sweat. Also, I don't know if you noticed this, D.O. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts came out in the second half, and if you looked at his left leg, he had a knee brace on. Yeah. Now, I saw him try to get away, and he started limping. So, we, let, let's, let's follow this over the next couple of weeks. Let's see how healthy he can. Can he get to the bye, get him some rest, and come back reinvigorated? Because they need a 100% Jalen Hurts in order for them to go to the destination that they're ultimately trying to reach. Yeah. Dan, both their big losses on the road, does that concern you at all? With Miami? No, because I still think they're in play for the one seed in the AFC. Um, they play Kansas City in two weeks. I think Kansas City's probably sitting at that one seed team. Yeah. So, no, I, I, for me, the road isn't as big a deal. as like I just want to see how they adjust. I, I want to see how this offense becomes a little bit more, you know, Marcus and I talk about this all the time. Defenses force you to play a certain way. Mm -hmm. You have to be capable of playing that way to win. And right now, as great as that offense is, we haven't seen that in two different occasions. I think it's pivotal. I think the most important game of the year for Miami is in two weeks against Kansas City. In Germany. In Germany. Yeah. And the reason why is that if Kansas City wins that game, the likelihood is that they'd have home field advantage. 100%. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you do not want to be in yeah. Kansas City in January. I agree with that. You yeah. do not. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Miami has played the second easiest schedule in the NFL thus far. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Can you remember the last time you had fun on a bike ride? Electric e-bikes, the number one seller of e-bikes in America, is here to bring fun and joy back to biking. The riders routinely say they feel like kids again riding these bikes, and one even said, I'm a 46-year-old man and can honestly say I haven't had this much fun on a bike since I was 10 years old. These e-bikes from Electric are fast, up to 28 miles per hour. They offer lightweight foldable e-bikes, so you can easily take them on the go to explore national parks, campgrounds, and more. Even if you don't have a truck, trailer, or bike rack, many of their models will fit in the trunk of a car. They also offer long-range batteries that provide over 65 miles of range, so you can explore further and longer. Head over to electricebikes.com today and take their bike quiz to find a model that's perfect for your needs. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Have a great day, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod.
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, the strikeouts, grand slams, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Ha-ha! First take is hitting the road, y'all, and it's a homecoming. My man Shannon Sharp and your boy Stephen A. Smith in the house, headed to an HBCU on Monday, November 6th. First take will be live from Savannah State University as Shannon's alma mater will show us how the Tigers get down. Then on Tuesday, November 7th, remember that day, we're taking the show to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, where my Rams will be sure to represent, I can promise you that. So be sure to catch Molly, Shannon, and your boy, Stephen A., and special guest, of course, for First Take's HBCU Homecoming. Hello. Fellas, how do we feel about it? Shannon, I'll be going to Savannah. I've never been to Savannah. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it, Molly. Man, I'm so excited. If somebody would have told me this when I stepped on that campus in 1986, I would come back to that, come back to my alma mater in this capacity. I would have laughed. If you told me, Shannon, he's going to go to the NFL and he's going to do yada, 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 I'd have believed everything that you were uttering out of your mouth. But if you're telling me that I'm coming back almost 40 years later in this capacity and some of the professors and a lot of the students and a lot of my former teammates are going to come back and be in attendance. Man, this means so much to me. I am so, so, so very excited. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith, for making this happen. Because you say, big, you say, big boy, what you think if we do an HBC tour? Go to Savannah State, and then we take the show on the road. And I want to thank ESPN and Disney for making all of this possible. But thank you, Stephen A., because you the one that put it out there in the air. You manifested this. So I want to thank you. My, you know, it's, it's, it's always an honor, man. And HBCUs, you know what it means to me. I'm the ambassador for HBCU Week. It's, it's always about bringing attention and giving a higher profile to historically black colleges and universities. That's what it's all about. That's ultimately yes. the mission. Having said all of that, I'm looking forward to coming to Savannah State. I've had beautiful memories in, this, in, in Savannah, Georgia, um, but that has nothing to do with this discussion. Winston-Salem <laughs> State University, my alma mater, I expect you to represent, because I know Savannah State is going to represent oh, sure. Shannon Monday, mm, November mm. 6th, I, but November 7th, when we arrive at my alma mater. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Winston-Salem State in the house. I just right. want to say Well, that. I can't wait to bit. visit both of your uh, old stomping grounds. It's going to be very nostalgic. It's going to be fun. Unfortunately, they all can't wait for you to be there either. Like, Molly's coming. Molly's coming. Molly's coming. Make me sad. These people get on my damn you nerves. You blame them. But you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, I blame them. Listen, I blame them too, Janet. I blame them too. Shannon, but I love your story about going back. I love that. I love your humility. Yes. God is so good. All right. Let's keep rolling, guys. All the time.
Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Father's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift for you just in time for Father's Day. Whether you're shopping for your brother's first Father's Day or your Renaissance man grandfather whose interests are just all over the map, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to to 100 bucks and over. You can also sort by category, like cologne, watches, and more. Or gift lists, like items for the grill master or the golfer. You can also get top tech, from Beats headphones to JBL portable speakers. Or if you're looking for top brands, you can find gifts from Calvin Klein, Polo Ralph Lauren, and Columbia. So what are you waiting for? Father's Day is June 16th, and it will be here before you know it. Macy's offers the ultimate gift guide to make selecting something special for dad incredibly easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. To the NFL, the Chiefs beat the Chargers 31-17 to at Arrowhead. Patrick Mahomes was unreal, throwing for 424, four TDs. Having Travis Kelsey certainly helps. He also went off 12 catches, 179 yards, one TD. Kelsey now has five career games with 150 yards. One behind our guy, Shannon Sharp, for the most by a tight end. In NFL history, how focused Shannon is. They better stop playing. There we go. Fun fact. Shannon's last 150-yard game was nearly 21 years ago today, October 20th, 2002, against the Chiefs when he set the tight end record for 214. You know, Shannon, a lot's coming full circle for you, sir. I feel like this is your year. Uh, With that being said, guys, Everyone at home can weigh in on this question. We're going to have the screen scan and the little thing's going to pop up. The it's QR code. QR code, code yep. Dan, <laughs> really? <laughs> the QR code's going to pop up and you can vote. And here's the question that I want you to answer. Is Travis Kelsey the most dangerous pass catcher? Shannon. Look. I think everybody knows how I feel about Trav. Um, I call him my nephew. I think he's the GOAT tight end. Given what he's done in the regular season and then he steps up even more in the postseason, I think he's the best, the greatest tight end to have ever played this game. But you say the most dangerous pass catcher is Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill has 53 catches, 902 yards, averaging 17 yards a catch and seven touchdowns. He's the most dangerous because he's a threat to hit his head on the goalpost every time he touches the football. Now, Trav, I believe, is the most more consistent as far as catching the, the, the target. You throw the ball in his catch radius, the huge catch radius, 6'5", 260 pounds. But the most dangerous is still Tyreek Hill. He's the most dangerous in all of And he's the most dangerous, the most lethal, the most feared of any position in the NFL. That's still Tyreek Hill. But Travis Kelsey is the GOAT tight end. All right, so first of all, watching Shannon's uh, highlights, I would encourage everybody, go onto YouTube, type in <laughs> Shannon Sharp highlights, and watch them for like 30 minutes, okay? I remember I did that this summer, Shannon. It was unbelievable. So uh, I completely that. disagree, though. As much as I love Tyreek, Kelsey's the most dangerous pass catcher, and it's for one reason. You can play perfect against him. 
You could have the perfect play call. You could play perfect coverage. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because of his like route running uniqueness and because of his ability to like see the field like some of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game and understand leverage and soft spots and zones and how to beat man coverage, you can play perfect and it will not matter. And the, the, the kind of variable that is attached to this one for me is quarterback. That has to be a part of this conversation yeah. because he has the most dangerous quarterback ever. He has the most, like, it makes no sense how these guys connect ever. Travis Kelsey right now is on track for like 130 catches, 13 plus 100 yards or 1,300 plus yards and 12 touchdowns. Two of those three would be like career years. He's on track for 130 catches. That's outrageous what he is doing right now. So as much as I love Tyreek and as much as I think he's been unreal this year and Puka Nakua has been unreal this year, the most dangerous pass catcher is Travis Kelsey. He breaks perfection. Well, Maybe listen. Taylor's motivating him. Well, I'm quite sure she is. Let's get that out of the way. You know, sure she is. The voice anyway, is unnecessary. I'm, 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 I'm just, I mean, I'm, Margaret, I'm, do I need a towel again? I'm, 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 no. just, I'm just saying, no, we don't need a towel. I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, she is motivational. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. Having said all of that, I'm going to roll with my man Shannon on this one. I'm looking at Tyreek Hill, man, and listen, we can sit up there and say what we want to say, but you already pointed out 902 yards, seven touchdowns. Even being held under 100 yards last night against the Eagles, he's still on pace for 2,200 receiving yards on the season. 20 or more yards this season. Catches for 20 or more yards this season. Tyreek Hill has 14. Travis Kelsey has four. I'm just looking. Listen, I'm just saying. I understand what you're talking about. Travis Kelsey, no matter what defense, no matter how perfect your defensive alignment is against him, no matter what you know schematically, he's hard to stop. Well, you know what? So is Tyreek Hill. And every time he touches the ball, he's a threat to take it to the house. And I'm just looking at it from that perspective. And then we also have to take into account this, Dan Olofsky. I know we all respect the hell out of Tua Tungvaloa, and I get that. But in the same breath, we look at Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes throwing them that damn football. Yeah. Okay? And so we know the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. We know what he brings to the table. And you know what? We As great as Travis Kelsey is, we weren't saying all of this stuff when Alex Smith was throwing the football. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We, you know, we got to point stuff like that out. I'm looking at Tua right now. I'm seeing how he reacts to the pressure. I get the fact that he could ball, but Tyreek Hill, not literally where that's all is being thrown to him. You know, it's your fault that damn nonsense no, went viral. It was your fault. My fault. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Because I sat up there and it was taken out of context. But it's all right. You know, good and damn well if I'm watching the game, I know all the all two ain't doing is throwing two or three yard passes. I know better than that. How's that okay? my fault? What because went you, viral? Because you made no, no, no one was talking about it on first take. I'm just joking about it because you know I don't give a damn what these people say. But the point is, is that. All I'm trying to say is that Tyree Hill, cat quickness, speed at 24 miles per hour, his breakaway speed, how electrifying he could be, yeah. the fact that he's the primary target for Tua, et cetera, et cetera. I just look at him and I think about Miami's offense, averaging 37 a game, nearly 500 yards of offense per game. The bottom line is I look at Tyreek Hill. None of that is possible without Tyreek Hill. All right, here's a question for you guys. Yes. How many times in your life – and certainly this year, have we seen 
Travis Kelsey taken out of a game. I have That's one. When he was injured. No, like right. taken out. Someone has taken oh, him out of the you, game. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cincinnati, it was, I think, two years ago in the AFC title game. game. Yes, the AFC championship. That's the only time that I've ever seen Travis Kelsey shut down, like minimized. Okay. We've seen that before with Tyree Kill. It doesn't happen often. He's unbelievable. We saw it this year against New England. New England did a fantastic job. Christian Gonzalez, their rookie corner, did a great job against him. That, for me, danger, dangerous, most dangerous has to be around the, the, the moment of when that team knows that you are trying to get that guy the ball, can you stop him? We know when Kansas City gets down in the red zone, it's like, well, here, they're going to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey. And we always go on TV, well, how is Travis Kelsey wide open in the red zone? That's <laughs> so unique to that player. And that, that's why I go back to, you don't think defenses, you don't think Brandon Staley and the Chargers, now maybe it didn't look like it yesterday, sat there and said, what are we going to do with Travis Kelsey? And they try to devise a plan to slow down Kelsey. They're not sitting there going, what are we going to do with Rasheed Rice or Miko Hardman or MVS? Those guys are nice players, but they're sitting there going, what are we going to do with Travis Kelsey? He got 12 for a buck 79. Right. But, they're but they're trying. The they can't. Here's, here's the thing, Dio. Can't nobody, the Chargers can't stop anybody. We saw C.D. Lamb go haywire. They got the worst pass defense in all of football, and you saw Patrick Mahomes take full advantage of that. But you got to think about this with Tyreek. In that package, five foot eight, he's a stick of dynamite. He's yeah. so explosive in his blast radius because what he does, he allows Jalen Hurts. He allows everybody else yeah. to succeed. Yeah. Because of him. Because, yeah, Christian Gonzalez did a great job. It's easy to do a great job when I know I got safety help over the top. Sure. Did you see how quick he ran by Bradbury? And they had him double. Uh, double team he, he, yeah. He, he got inside. There are very few guys that want to release inside on a go route because yeah. they're so scared of getting condensed and pushed down and bringing the safety. He said, I don't care. He right. said, if you, don't put, if you do not put your hands on that man, oh, he going to the house. He's coming in your house. I mean, it's as simple as that. If you don't put hands on him, he's coming in your house. And his house is the end zone. Kelsey, Kelsey's caught 31 of 33 targets over the last three games. Uh, he's hot right now. It is now. unreal. Oh, he's, he's on track for 130 catches. What they say in Zoolander? He's hot. He's so hot right now. He's so hot. Hey, hey like, Stephen A. You said Zoolander? You Zoolander he loves Z- that movie. Hey. He always references it. You've seen Zoolander? <laughs> Guys, he loves Hilarious. it. Hilarious. Go ahead, if, Shannon. Go ahead, Shannon. If, if, if I'm Travis Kelsey, I'm going to Clark Hunt, and I'm, I'm saying I need Taylor Swift at every game. And you might have to use your jet to get her there. But you, if but you Taylor notice, Swift look at the – busy. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I don't care. I, mean, I don't Shannon, care. Shannon, hey, I need, Shannon, I need I three months. Notice. Shannon, I don't know if you notice. She has found a way to get to the games. I'm, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure she's there. She hasn't. She hasn't. I mean, she hasn't. Look at wow. these numbers. Look at these numbers with Taylor. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what I else? See this. Hold on. I got to see this. So, Travis Kelsey this season by Taylor Swift. Look at that. Attendance. 108 receiving yards when she's in attendance. 46. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let me upgrade mm-hmm. you. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe, she's a hall, maybe he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe that has to do with uh, it. Other maybe than she no, 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 no. motivates him. That's what I'm you think, you think she, that's what? Well, no. he went to her concert and Stop made Stop hating, Dan. So she she's not. Let me ask you guys a question. Listen, I want to be with someone that motivates me, too. My wife took my daughter to the movie last this past weekend. Oh, the Taylor Swift movie. What did you just say, Molly? You want to be with somebody that motivates you? That motivates me. Is that what you said? Absolutely. That pushes me to be my best. Your face when you say it. Let me ask you guys a question. Love. I have an honest question here. Yeah, this is great. Shannon, Stephen A. Molly, you can answer. Right now. We're okay. so close. This has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. Okay. Third down. 
Yes. Win the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. Who you want? Kelsey or Tyreek? Depends on how much yards you need. Yeah, uh, we're depends on, we're on how much yards you need. Kelsey. Hey, we're on. It depends on. Hey, Kelsey. It depends well, here, on wait. how many yards you need. No, it doesn't. Dan, yes, it does. Dan, Kelsey with Taylor in attendance. That's what I want. Uh, third, oh, third, yeah, you got third down from the nine-yard okay. line. Can we see what the folks at home said, who they agree with? Whether we're going to agree with these guys. Of course we are. Of course they are. Up. Yeah, that's accurate, Dan. 35% agree with you. You lost faith. 35%? They, 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 no, no, 35%. No, they agree with you. They're scared of you. Yeah. Okay. But you haven't answered my question, I'm and nor has Shannon. I'm listening. Because they, they, they're going to say Kelsey. Well, Molly keeps interrupting before you ask the question, but go ahead. Third, third, third down and goal from the nine-yard line. Right. To 11-yard line, wherever you want. you got to win the Super Bowl. Then no, no, Travis Kelsey. But here's my point to you. Any place else on the field depends on how many yards you need. If I need 15 or more, it's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill. If I need 15 or more. Third and goal from the 15 year to win the Super Bowl, need, you, you want Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I'm talking about from a distance. Dan, because from I know a distance. Can, I, I, Dan, I you that. Saw that. Dan, you saw them play cover five, which we know is 22 man. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills. Ty, Tyreek, how many guys are going to catch that ball and go 55 to the house and split it? Yeah. With who, the guy who, who playing caught, hard inside leverage. Yeah, yes, sir. Who caught the, the the touchdown in that game to win it? Trav, but you don't even get that without Reek. You remember, you're not going to get that without Reek. Yeah, I mean, again, he's unbelievable. I'm not minimizing Tyreek Hill here. But danger, when, when well, my defensive coordinator has the perfect play call and we play it perfectly, okay. you can still get beat by Travis Kelsey. The highest honor is I can give the guy is he's the GOAT tight end. Now, you know your boy. Hey, Stephen A., your boy in Madden, I'm one of the – there's only been five guys that had a 100 rating. I'm wow. one of five guys, not 99. 99, wow. you get something gold. I had a 100 rating. I got something platinum. Who's the other four? Okay, Shane. I don't understand, wait, I don't understand what the go, sniffing was about. I don't understand what the sniffing the and the head turn was about. But that's you know, I just said that about Matthew. I'm Matthew. Molly has literally food on the set right now. Yes. Yes. Molly, that's food. all Molly does. That's all Molly, she does is eat. Molly is a grazer. She's a grazer. All the time. I don't have time to react to this because I have to go to commercial break. <laughs> yeah. But I when will, I will react to this. Someone Just. get this clip for me, a montage. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Requires Gemini device and additional paid subscriptions to watch Netflix and other third-party apps. Terms and restrictions apply.